Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, She Slayers. Welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day. I'm your host, Lauren Brunswick. Nice to meet you if it's the first time. Um, I don't know if this is the best episode for you to listen on the first time, but you're here, so we might as well do it. Um, And for all you people who've been with me for a while, hey, girl. Okay, so I have actually a relatively large announcement, and some of you who are super stocky actually already know this. I, I mean stocky like stalk someone, not like, oh, she's built tough, um, stocky. You could be both, but I'm talking more about the fangirls who actually know this and is not surprised. We are officially accepting applications for an associate position at my clinics in Northwestern Wisconsin, um, Rice Lake, Wisconsin, and Cumberland. We're looking to add a third doc. And I felt like this episode was, um, you'll find out more about what this episode's about, but I thought it was a really good time. So a little bit just about the position um, is we're looking for someone to start early to mid next year. I'd really love someone to be in there by June 1st, um, but I'm also very willing to wait for the perfect person. So if you listen to today's episode and you're uh, motivated um, to reach out to me, but you would need to sell a clinic, don't worry, we're not really in a rush. Um, There's a part of me that's really liking just adjusting a lot, adjusting a lot. Um, So that's cool. Uh, We are open to part-time or full-time. Like I said, I'm really liking adjusting, Um, but I have so many different ideas of like working with the schools in 2021. And like, there's there's some very cool opportunities where I could definitely find someone a full-time position for sure Um, but if you're like, actually I'm a mom and I'm looking for like 15 hours a week. Cool. That I I could make that work too. Um, okay. So Kirby's going to kill me for saying this, but like it's Rice Lake, Wisconsin, y'all. So if you're interested, I recommend you come with a man. I mean, or uh, let me take that back. Very sorry. I recommend you come with a partner. I don't care. Um, It's just slim pickings around here, people, that you will not not be hired. The legal department would like me to let you know that we will not not hire you because you are single. That was just more girl to girl. Like, mm, it's Rice Lake, Wisconsin. The population is 8,000. So, um, you know, anyways. Uh, But other than that, now that I've officially talked you out of applying for the job, Blue's Chiropractic, it's a really cool environment. Like, I love our clinic. Obviously, I made it. Um, and you get to work with me all the time. And for those of you who've been listening for a long time, you're like, is that is that a selling benefit or is that a takeaway? No. Um, we've got a team of six of us, six women and Kirby. And we just have tons of fun. We are like 35 to 40% peds, a lot prenatal. We have really good relationships with um, like the pediatricians and OBs in our area. We're all cash, um, which has its own, you might be like, oh, that sounds fun. It comes with its downsides. Um, We love to market. We we're just, we're a fun clinic. We're cool. So if you are interested, 
Uh, there's two parts. So one, send a resume to hello at bluehillschiropractic.com and include in that email a short, like five minutes or less, yo, uh, like video introduction of you. Give me like two interesting things about you and kind of where you see yourself five years from now in your career. Um, basically, it's like the 2020 version of a CV, a curriculum vitae. Um, I just want to get a sense of who you are and like what makes you tick. And um, that's kind of what a CV is anyways, is giving me a little more. And so I just rather see it in video because we're a really social clinic. Um, so yeah, also... I'd like to invite all of you, those interested in applying and not, um, to attend the Sublux Nation Summit, and you get to hear me talk about social media for 45 minutes, um, along with nine other speakers, amazing speakers, Devin Vrana's there, um, Nona Javid is the one who's putting it on. It's a virtual slash online event, and best of all, it is zero dollars to attend, so it's free. Um, just mention my name in the referral section when you register at www.subluxnation.live. I don't get any kickback for that. Um, that's just so they can track like how people came in and heard about it. So, um, but you should go because it's cool. Now, I will say that if you are blessed to live in the state of Wisconsin on that same day, November 14th, I am going to be doing an in-person talk in Wisconsin Dells um, with Lona Cook, Christy Wick, Nicole Perdue from the WDC. Like it's going to be a very cool in-person event. And that is also free. Um, and that's on Saturday the 14th in the Dells. So you have options, people. If you're just like, I need more Lauren in my life. So like I said, I timed to the release of today's episode um, with us announcing we're accepting applications because one, I think that this chiropractor has a super cool story, like really, really cool, badass woman. Um, and two, you might resonate with some of the things that she says today and just kind of want to give you a call to action if you do. So Dr. Andrea Lang grew up seeing a chiropractor with her mom after she had a bad back injury um, being a competitive swimmer, but it wasn't until chiropractic school that she really understood the power of an adjustment and how much more it was than pain and her really like her philosophy life blossomed. For those who know me, you know that happened like five years into my career. I didn't even get that in school. Um, so in schools where she learned about chiropractic care for newborns, and young children as well as pregnant moms and this deeply resonated with her as she is a mom and um, it's always been a lifelong dream of hers to take care of those patients so now she has two children of her own and has a passion for helping moms create healthy families grow more and more so she is a the associate and I, I want to say partner but like I, by definition, it's associate, but you'll understand from their conversation that I have a feeling they view themselves as equals and partners um, in this together for Dr. Christy Wick in West Bend, Wisconsin. Those of you who know Dr. Christy, she's a dear, dear friend of mine. Um, and she doesn't mess around. She likes the best chiropractors. So Andrea's got a very cool story to share with you of how she decided to leave her successful practice to become an associate and all the freedom that that comes with it um, and the life of working together on a team and not working by yourself. And she tells you in this that she does not regret it for one second. I think, okay, so completely non-selfishly, uh, I think that this is a really important message to get out there. Uh, you have heard me say before that we really make people feel like being a like owning their own is the only option for them. And I think that if you are an entrepreneur at heart, so you can be a chiropractor at heart and not an entrepreneur at heart, and you're going to likely not be very happy in practice. You're going to be like, wow, this whole business thing is not fun <laughs> and stressful. And so I don't want to push anybody who has that entrepreneur spirit towards associating. But I think we've had decades of pushing people to owning their own that it's okay to spend a little time being like, hey, it's not for everyone. You 
might be happier working on a team, not worrying about the PPP loan. You might be happier that way. Um, and that there are relationships out there with your boss that is more like a partnership instead of like, you know, this whole like treating an associate like a slave labor. Oh, I don't think you're allowed to. Are you allowed to mention? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know if I was allowed to say slave labor anymore. You know, I'm, I'm listening. I'm growing. I don't know if that's allowed in 2020 anymore, but you know what I mean. Um, paying you less, expecting super high hours. So she's got a great story and I'm super excited for you to hear it. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot the listener highlight, you guys. Oh gosh, I'm blaming Mercury. Okay, so this one is from Connor Charles. And it says, thank you so much for producing your podcast and content. As a recent grad, your podcast has been such a space for grounding, growth, and reassurance as I navigate my way through the first years of practice. Even my fiance and fellow chiropractor loves your podcast. Yay! Oh, that, thank you very much for taking that time. At To date, as I am recording this, our 100th um, review still hasn't happened, yo. So like last week when Kirby and I told you, hey, you could be the hundredth and maybe we'll do something special for you. I don't know if we said that last week. This week, I'm incentivizing you. I will do something. I will like give you a major shout out on, um, on my uh, Insta story and tell everyone to go follow you. So if that's not bribery in its greatest form using social media, I don't know what is. Okay, let's pray and get down to brass brass tacks. Why? Why is it brass? Anyways. Dear God, thank you so, so much for this opportunity to connect with these women who are listening, whether they are listening now or a year from now or two years from now. Um, let this story resonate with whomever it needs to. And for the entrepreneurs out there, that they may not resonate with this in their story, but they may come across another female chiropractor, male chiropractor who's struggling and let them find the encouragement and the passion to tell them like, hey, there are options. Like whoever told you that there was one right way to be happy in your career as a chiropractor was a liar. Um, help us as we sort through this time, just continue to see out those lies, lies everywhere, lies that we tell to ourselves, um, lies that society tells us, and just help us continue to seek your love, your truth, and what you want for us, um, because we know that is always and endlessly good. In your name we pray, amen. Okay, fellas and ladies, um, there's probably only like four fellas. Okay, ladies, and now is my conversation with Dr. Andrea Lang. So, hey, Dr. Andrea, welcome to the She Slays Today podcast. Hey, <laughs> thanks for having me. I, I'm excited. Per usual, all of my guests are either my friends or friends of my friends. Um, I, I just really avoid awkward conversation. Yeah. So like, I, I don't like having people on that I'm like, oh, but what if I'm going to have to carry that conversation? Right. How am I going to talk to that person? What if they're really boring? I feel like you and I are not going to have to. <laughs> I know. That's why I had you on. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'll schedule Andrea. That'll be fantastic. <laughs> how's your, how's your Friday going? It's good. Yeah. Um, where our server is being replaced at the office. So I literally can't get in there and do anything. So I've had a little bit of just extra time to get some other things done around the house today, which is mom life is needs that sometimes. Yeah. Yep. It does. Um, cause you work on Fridays, right? Um, no, we don't adjust on Fridays, but I usually go in Nobody and do paperwork or something. Some kind I didn't of know something. you guys Nobody was adjusting on Fridays. Nobody's adjusting on Fridays. Do you have Saturdays? Yes. Okay. Yep. Two hour Saturdays and then we, we rotate them as docs. So okay. it's gonna work Saturday. We do we do seven to ten on Friday. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like a better idea when I had somebody else to work that shift. And now, <laughs> now that it's you. <laughs> now that it's me, I'm like Oh, damn it. But I don't know how we'd be able to get rid of it because of how many of like our school kids like that time. Sure. But I get anxiety from like, 
7.15 to 7.40 to make sure I don't fall behind because I'm like, they're going to be late for school and it's going to be my fault. Gotta get them to school. <laughs> Sorry, I stuck at the chiropractor. The line was too long. <laughs> so I started having to work Friday morning shifts uh, like two months ago, two and a half months ago now. And like, you have to be there at 6.30. I say this like, I don't set the rules. My boss says I have to be there at 6.30. We start <laughs> people at seven. And I would like stroll in with like my first cup of coffee, just kind of like thinking we're going to ease into this. Like my 7 a.m.ers are like 6.55. They're like, boom, and I'm just like, you guys, I'm not caffeinated enough for this. So now I like have to wake up early and like pretty much take shots of espresso. So I mean, literally have to be ready, ready and on it. Got to be ready to work, I guess. So, Mm -hmm. so anyways, okay. Well, um, I you know, introduced you very, very minorly in the uh, intro segment. I would love to know, because I actually only know bits and pieces of your story. Um, So I would love to know uh, who you are, (laughs) who are you, and kind of like how you got to this point in life. Yeah. Well, that's a good question. There's a lot to that. So pick the highlights. (laughs) I won't tell you while I was born. No, I won't do that. Um, So I am Andrea Lang and I am a practicing chiropractor in West Bend, Wisconsin, um, alongside Dr. Christy Wick at River Shores Chiropractic. Um, But I started my journey. I grew up a Wisconsin girl, um, grew up just on the south side of Milwaukee, but I decided for college, I just wanted to do something completely different with my life. And so I was one of the few students in my graduating high school class that like literally pieced out of the state and went somewhere completely different. So I went to Texas A&M for my undergrad. I knew nobody. Lisa. Yes. I never knew how those, that connection. You know what's so funny is, um, sidebar, Denisa and I didn't meet each other until chiropractic school, but we both went to Texas A&M. Oh, funny. And so, and both of our husbands went to Texas A&M. Yeah. So but we didn't know each other until chiropractic school and then had a connection because we both were Aggies, which was kind of cool. So I did the whole undergrad thing at Texas A&M. Again, didn't know really a soul when I went there. Um, I went honestly to go to vet school because I had worked for vet my whole life, um, you know, my high school life and all that. And I decided halfway through my undergrad that I was like, you know, I just don't know if I want to do this. And I knew that I wanted to start a family and the vet that I worked for was single and he worked literally six days a week and then was on call all the other times. And I knew that the possibility was there for me to just take over his practice. And I just didn't want that lifestyle. And so I had like a, you know, they talk about how you go into college and you have like a mid, like a midlife crisis in college. That was me. I had that moment. Um, and so I decided, yeah, right. It's like, I got to figure out something else. This isn't isn't, uh, what I want to do. Um, So instead I decided like, if I could start over, what would I want to do? Um, and I had been under chiropractic care. My mom and I just figured it out. I think the first time she took me to a chiropractor was I was six and it was a Gonstead practitioner. Um, and I asked her because we had talked about it in the office the other day of, you know, when was your first adjustment? And I said, I asked her like, why did you take me? Was there something going on that you were, she said, no, I just went and they told me how good it was for you. And so that's why we took you. And so all the pediatric chiropractors listening were real and I, 30 years later or 20 years later your mom still remembers they just said it's good for kids too you know mm-hmm. isn't that funny and I guess it's so funny to me because I never really knew that's why like I remember seeing the chiropractor when I was young but I really remember seeing the chiropractor when I was a competitive swimmer in high school because of for athletics but I'd also hurt myself And so I remember seeing a different chiropractor through that. And that was more of my chiropractic experience of what I could remember. But then I asked her, like, when I was really young, why did you take me? And it literally was because they told me it was good for you. And I thought, huh, we tell people that every day. (laughs) So some do, some don't. It's okay. (laughs) And it's just crazy, like, how it came full circle, you know. So I decided in in college I was going to go on the path of chiropractic um, I didn't have to switch my major. I already was a science major, graduated, and then decided um, to look at chiropractic schools in Parker College of Chiropractic at the time was obviously in Dallas, and it was only three hours north of where we were. My husband 
his family's from there. And so it was kind of, we toured it. It was an easy transition. We were close to home for him. Mm -hmm. Um, My in-laws were there. And so I just went up there and decided chiropractic was what I was going to do. And we, I went through Parker, but it wasn't until honestly, I was in Parker that I realized like, holy crap, like the nervous system is this crazy thing. I thought I was going to have this big ass, like PT type of clinic. And I remember sitting in one of my first trimester, um, I think it was a philosophy class. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. I picked the best profession. <laughs> For real. And it was literally like, you want to talk about a paradigm shift? It like, I felt like in that moment, everything I'd ever known or learned about flipped upside down. And I started to explore what the other side of the coin looked like. And that propelled me and pushed me to, instead of think of rehab, if you will, in the chiropractic sense, and think about what it would be like to help families create healthy families. Um, so yeah, so I did a ton of work in college as far as like, I um, was in Autumn Gore's office every Wednesday for almost the entirety of school. Um, she was the doula for my first baby. But it was there and just watching her practice and then having this philosophy group, this core philosophy group with people like Denisa, that I really found my heart and my passion for chiropractic and kids and families and and intelligence. Whenever I hear people's like all the stuff they did in chiropractic school, I'm like, wow, I really like biffed it when I was in chiropractic (laughs) school. Like, but it makes sense that it took me like... I had my like rebirth in as a chiropractor, mm-hmm. like three or four years ago, probably four years ago at this point, where it was like, whoa, you know, um, otherwise it was just like, I was 22 and drinking and it was just an, ex- it was like grad school. And I'm like, yep, this is cool. I didn't really like think much about it because about chiropractic, because I had decided 10 years prior that I was going to be a chiropractor right. with very little doubt. So I didn't like, it was just like showing up to memorize the stuff and pass the test. Right. And then I hear people who are like hanging out with Autumn Gordon. And I'm like, Oh yeah. If I could go back, I'll do an episode. If I could go back, I could go what, back. I what would I do? do? Don't get me wrong. I did all the same things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Wisconsin girl at heart. I had to show what it was like. How come you guys don't drink beer down here? No, I'm just kidding. Texas does not have that problem. Right. Nope. Um, yeah. So that was kind of how it got me to where, you know, like to deciding about, uh, we, we took a ton of MLS adjusting seminars and a few of us took so many and we traveled around, like we went to life and we went to, um, I can't, I think we went to Sherman maybe. I don't know. We followed Arnold Bernier all around for his adjusting seminars. And then at the, by the end of chiropractic school, we were teaching them. Wow. And so it was, you know, like we put in a lot of work for philosophy and adjusting to be MLS is maximized living, right? No. Oh, making love to the spine. <laughs> did you not know First that? Of all, I'm really embarrassed that I didn't know that. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> I think, wait, what? <laughs> I'm so having an embarrassing moment because no, this is great. One of those things where it's like every chiropractor listening probably is like, Delord, where, what did you do in chiropractic school? Like literally I am proving my point now. Northwestern did not let people like that up there though. You're correct. They didn't. You're right. No. Okay. So Arno Bernays adjusting seminars used to be called MLS, which was making love to the site. However, I think in the years that they've changed what MLS stands for, they got a better marketing person. Maybe. Okay. I couldn't tell you what it was now. However, <laughs> at the time. <laughs> God, I'm so glad I asked. <laughs> God, keep going. <laughs> no, no, I love this because I remember when we would like actively go and tell other students like, hey, we're going to have this adjusting seminar off campus. It's called MLS, whatever. And people would ask us, what does it mean? I'm like, oh, shit. Now I, gotta- I hate when you people ask that question. <laughs> and now people are going to think it's weird. And what? I- and it's just adjusting. It's just oh, no, I'm sure it's very cool. Call it. I'm sure but- it's very, like, I can picture, I can picture what they were going for. Yes. With that. And he's French. So he, you know. Uh, yeah. You can get away with some of the things when you have a thick accent like that. <laughs> Yeah, you can. Okay. So, so anyway, so 
So we did a lot of adjusting seminars with MLS. Um, but I feel like, you know, I, um, when I got out of school, I went the cafe of life model, which was Arnaud Bernier's like model. And it was because really it's all I knew at the time. And, um, I was immersed in it and I loved the heart and you know, the heart center of it. Um, and I love every person that has been on my path that has gotten me to where I am. But do I think I maybe would have started a little differently if I knew what I knew now? Like if I could go back. So what's the a life model? So you graduated so like, in what year? I graduated in 2009. Okay. Um, and I, up your own practice. Maybe. I started my own practice, um, in actually June of 2010, because I was pregnant with our first baby and I had her in January of that year. Okay. Uh, January, 2010. And so then we had moved back to Wisconsin because I knew I wanted to open my practice. Um, and I wanted to be close to my family. And so we moved back to Wisconsin and looked for a place to call home and then decided to open a practice. So, um, cafe of life is a vitalistic practice model. I will say okay. it's not a franchise. Every one of them is owned individually. There's no money ties. It was more of a philosophy of like, these are the ways you will practice because this is like the standard of care throughout. I think it honestly, and I maybe shouldn't say this out loud, but I think it came about because they wanted, they wanted to make it a similar practice style so that if I knew some, this was the franchise before the franchise. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, if I wanted to refer a family member to somebody in California and there was a cafe of life in California, yeah. I knew how similarly they practiced and what their heart center was. Right. Yeah. But there was no money ties to it. Like there are with other franchises. Yeah. Different. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get that. That's, I mean, it's kind of like if I see an ICPA doc that has an insight scanner, right. I'm like, okay, I feel like I know what's going to go on in that practice and it's exactly. very like me. Yep. Right. And so that's what I, that's what I believe the heart of it was, is that's why Arno created it. And so that's what I did. I, um, moved back to Wisconsin and I opened up cafe of life, Milwaukee and, um, start like just started pounding the pavement for quite a few years. Okay. Fun. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, how did like kind of fast forward through starting a business, like, Mm -hmm. When did you start to have like doubt? Did you have doubts in the beginning that you just kind of like shoved down about whether you wanted to open your own or were you like very confident that you, this is what you had to do? Yeah. You're going to be, you're not going to be ready for this, (laughs) but I'm going to tell you, I, the word associate never crossed my brain ever one time. Yep. It was never an option. It was never a, um, maybe I should lean this way or maybe I I never, I never fought with that decision. I, it was, I'm going to graduate and I'm going to open my own practice. Boom, done. And that's it. The the word associate was never, ever even close to my radar. Um, what's your Enneagram type? Two. Two wing three. I'm a two. Uh, no, I don't know what my wing is. I want to say I'm maybe more wing six, but could be three because I have a little bit more of that, like, when I set my mind to well, something. you can only wing one or three. Oh, okay. Well, only, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I'm more three then for sure. Mm-hmm. But I bet you being a two and Christy being a one, mm-hmm. I bet that relationship is very symbiotic because mm-hmm. you relate to her structure and organization. Right. Imagine. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So that does not surprise me at all that um, associate was not even an option. Mm-hmm. Um not even because of your personality necessarily, but just like because of our profession. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think so, you know, and I think back about it now because I get, I, you know, people want to know my story because it's not very often. And I know we're going to get around to this. It's not very often you hear somebody who owned their own practice. It was doing well. It was not failing by any source of any numbers, but they sold their practice and they became an associate. And so a lot of people want to know my story. And so as I've thought over these decision processes, I've always thought like, was there ever a time where associate was a thing? And to be honest, I felt like, and I should maybe pull my classmates that I still am really close with, but 
we never really talked about associateships in school either. It really wasn't a thing. And I feel like the only people that I knew that were going into associateships after college or after graduation were people who had family or they were tied to a practice back home. Yeah. And it wasn't a... Maybe a buy-in option, like you're going to retire at this point. Right. Yeah. Or it was very stepping stone. So um, I had some people who were just like, wait, what? We're graduating in this many months. I'm not ready yet. And they were like, uh, I guess I'll associate. I'll get a job quick. And it was really to buy time. Right. Kind of like getting their feet below them. Um, it was definitely not ever. I, I can't think of a single person back then that was like, I'm an associate. Mm-hmm. As my career. And it's just so asinine because like within dentistry, within veterinarian, within obviously within, you know, private practice, medical world, it's very standard. It it is. And you know, it's so funny that it it's almost a term that's kind of I hate to use the word, but bastardized in our profession or has been. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know if it's because I'm in it now that I'm seeing the flip side of it of like that it's maybe turning, maybe we're starting to create a different culture around what being an associate means and what it looks like. Um, Maybe that's just my mission is to help that process along because I feel like as I've learned over the last 11 years of practice that not everybody needs to own a business and not owning a business is not a failure. Does that make sense? Like, and I think that's being a chiropractor not need to be an entrepreneur. Being a chiropractor is enough of a career. And I think that's where we maybe get stuck and maybe that's what it is. Like we spend all this time and all this energy and all this money in school and we have now the title, right? And so with that title, that means that we have to build this huge entrepreneurial business as well. And that's not what we went to school for. And it's okay to not, be that person. Well, we're also, I mean, I would be shocked if you didn't hear this phrase a lot of we eat our own. That's mm-hmm. what we were told. For we sure. were fed this line all through school and for, you know, like we eat our own. Like, and so yeah, associating, it was kind of like, well, do I want to go be used and abused by some jerk? Or I guess I might as well start my own because that other option sounds terrible. Like it wasn't I okay I can say this because not very many men listen there's like two it's like Kirby and this other guy (laughs) (laughs) I blame the men I'm just gonna say it no I don't hate on men I'm joking but like I think that I think what I will say is the introduction of such a high percentage of females in the profession is demanding the change right um I could see that just with like, man, I hate when I start a thought before I've like even thought about what the next words are in my head. I could see that like in an old traditional male model, female model that like, because a guy, you know, old school stereotypical was like, I'm in charge of making money. She's in charge of the household. Like it was an easier division of labor. And so they had the time. So like coming and showing up as a sub, a more subservient role of working for someone else could have been like viewed as emasculating. But now where it's like, no, we're also here. Like we're here and we're, we're also going to be a chiropractor, but I'm also not going to like have, I'm not going to like swap. I'm not going to pretend to like put on a suit jacket and be like, okay, man, now you raise a kid. Like we're past that stage of feminism. And now it's like, no, we're going to do this together and finding that balance really doesn't allow for the bandwidth of something that doesn't feel you. Holy cow. It took a while to get there, but there it is, is like, we are spread so thin because right. we're, we have so many different hats that we're wearing that unless being an entrepreneur fills you up, why the heck would you do it? Right. Yes, so, right. So when did the word associate start to enter into your mind? Um, I, again, here we go again. I never, I never looked for it ever. 
And, um, it didn't enter my mind till Christy met me in a Coles one day and was like, Hey, did you think about doing this together? And I was like, what? I literally, she knows this, that I left that meeting in Coles <laughs> department Have you store. Met previously. Yes. Okay. So long, a quick backstory. Christy and I, I met her at an epoch event okay. in Wisconsin and, um, I came up to her office once and kind of shadowed cause I had just bought the insight. And so I was kind of wanting to see how she introduced it in her flow and you know, all this kind of stuff. And so I came up and shadowed one afternoon and we got along really great and we started this friendship. Got it. And so, um, then in February of the next year, she sent me a Facebook message and said, Hey, I have a question for you. When can we meet? And she wanted to meet like, you know, now, Shocker. Right. And, um, I said, well, how about tomorrow? But I'm going to be out running errands. It was my best friend's bachelorette party. And I was getting all this stuff together. Oh, wait, So you had an actual meeting at Coles. Like I thought you For were real each other. Yep. No, like she met me in Coles. <laughs> doesn't drink coffee. So why would she meet you at a coffee shop? She like wouldn't. No, Coles it was. Ask this woman. I'm just going to drop a bomb and be like, hey, what if you didn't own your own? Uh-huh. Also, do you like this blouse? Should I get it? <laughs> Literally, it was like, and now looking back, it's the funniest story. And I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have it any other way. Because oh, like, great. who can say that? Like, who can say, I walked into a Kohl's, met somebody there, and they were like, hey, why don't you sell your practice and we can do this as a team? <laughs> In literally the middle of a Kohl's department store yeah. on 124th and North Avenue. <laughs> so you so, didn't see it coming? Did not. I had no idea. Um, and she knows this, that I remember checking out at um, the checkout counter and I felt sick to my stomach because I was like, wait, what just happened? Um, what, am I even going to entertain this thought? Like, again, being an associate was never on my radar working on a team was on my radar mm -hmm. being an associate was never on my radar you were going to be the one who had the associate if probably in that yeah absolutely that is 100 percent where my brain was that I would be the one that would bring on an associate and I would grow the practice from there and again you have to remember my practice wasn't what we have right now at River Shores by any means but I also wasn't failing right. by any means either I had a beautiful practice full of people that I've had I remember one of the first times somebody quit care at River Shores when I first started there. And I was like, people quit care because in my practice, people didn't quit care. You know why? Because I'm a two and I love the hell out of people and I have no boundaries for <laughs> you. So <laughs> I've had to learn boundaries over yep. the years, but at the time that's where I was, you know, so I had a beautiful practice and I loved the people I took care of. I took care of moms and babies. And that was my thing. I took care of pregnant moms and babies. So after Christy laid that bomb on me and she said, just gut check it. If it's an absolute no, just tell me. And if it's a, maybe I'd like to at least ask questions, then just tell me that and we can ask questions. And so maybe in a few days or a week later, she came to my office and we sat and, and talked and figured out like, I think my husband's response was, you might as well ask questions. Like, we don't know what this is going to look like or what this means. And I remember saying, no, like I've never wanted to do anything like this in my entire life. And he was like, but we should at least ask questions. So she came to the office and we sat down in my first words. And she could tell you this is I refuse to jump into a situation that I'm the minion and doing all of the work I don't want to do instead of being the person that takes care of people like the, the person for them. Yep because I was the person for a lot of people in my practice. And I didn't want to leave that to just do, again, here's my mindset of this is what an associateship is that I'm going to jump into a practice and I'm just going to get all the shit. Yeah. Right? I'm going to get everything you don't want. Exactly. Yep. That was a hundred percent what I thought. Um, just because again, that's what we've bred in our, in our chiropractic culture is that that's what an associate is. And that I was very clear that that was my, that was my number one, like deal breaker. If I'm going to walk into a practice that I get the shit basically, and I'm not going to do it. I would never leave my practice for that. Yep. And she was very clear on her vision. And she said, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking to do this together as a team and not in a, like a, 
you do this and I'm way up here, way above you. And we, we do this together. Mm -hmm. And so it took a lot of conversations and a lot of um, discussions of what does this look like and painting the vision, but she knew how I ticked. And, you know, before Enneagram was cool, she knew I was a two (laughs) right before anything. And she knew that my heart is taking care of people. And I love taking care of people. That is, that is my main role at River Shores is I make sure that people are the most taken care of. And she knew that I could do that better and be in my power without having to do the other business stuff. That's so important. And I mean, I, I believe that there are multiple other Enneagram types that would do fantastic as an associate instead of an owner. Um, so I don't think it happens, but I do also happen to have a two as an associate. And um, I'm not going to tell her story, but basically she was started a practice and was very, very unhappy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she not, again, not a failing practice, just like she was mentally unhappy, which I think is different than your story. Um, but it was because she had to deal with all this other stuff that took her away from caring for patients. Right. right. And that's where I really think so many women get burned out in our profession mm-hmm. is, um, is they're taking on this lie, this burden that they, that part of being a successful chiropractor is more than taking care of people. Right. And I don't buy it. I, I think that being a chiropractor is taking care of someone's health. Being a chiropreneur or, you know, like a small business owner and chiropractor is that, but like, I don't know. I just, I, I hope that we continue to see people. I don't know what, what would it have taken if Christy wouldn't have, like, I guess you would have just kept going. I would have just kept going, you know, and I think, you know, I, I, and I know your associate and I, and so I can, I see some of myself and her, um, I think I may have gotten to that point, maybe that I was burned out, but I also was at a point in my practice where we were on a decent growth trend, but I still didn't have a team, mm-hmm. right? It was me. I had a girl who worked, um, who was in high school, who worked part-time for me, who would answer the phone sometimes and would hold babies while moms got adjusted. That was her job. And so all the other duties fell on me and I had just had another baby. I think she was just about a year when Christy and I had this conversation, Um, you know, and so I was at the point of like, I've never even, this has never even crossed my brain that this, like, I just was head down, let's just get it done. But then when the world opened up to me of like, Hey, I could, this could be different. Like Mm -hmm. I could walk in and take care of people and love on people all day. And then I could go home to my family. Yep. And what would that look like? Yep. What would that look like? Not only for me, but like for my family or your family. Yeah. And that was a big deal. Um, you said that you were sick, almost sick checking out. What do you think, what was battling inside of you that was making you like nauseous or sick? Yeah. Ego. What was, what was going on? Yeah. I, you know, I honestly think a little bit of it was ego. Um, and just in the, like, just the initial thought of like, I, love my people. Can I even do this to them? Like, why am I even entertaining this thought? Because so it wasn't even about you. It was about your people. For sure. I struggled. This is why I say I have zero two in me. I would have been, I'm supposed to have two. Three is supposed to have a little two. I have zero. I would have been like, oh, you, I was, I was not expecting. I was like, yeah, what, what does this mean for you as you successful? And you're just like, I can't do this for them. And I'm like, oh, fuck them. It seriously was a lot of my hard conversations with myself, with my accountability group of my best friends, with my husband, the conversation more often than not came back to, I don't know if I can do this to them. Mm-hmm. Because I loved taking care of my, and people. it would have been too far for them to commute. It would have been too far for them to commute. Yep. So you brought up an accountability group. Were uh, were there chiropractors, other chiropractors that you mm-hmm. consulted? Yeah. What was like the general average response? Were they supportive of this? Super. 
oh, really? I didn't expect that. I expected kind of them to be in that, like, why would you? And No, I think they were really good about letting me literally vomit out all the pieces of it, of all the ways I was feeling about it. Pros, cons, you name it, everything. And letting me just like get it all out and then helping me put the pieces together of like, okay, now you got it out. So now let's feel it. Like, let's figure out what that means. Mm -hmm. And so, no, they were extremely supportive. Um, and not like pushed me in that way, but we're like, yeah, if this makes sense for you, do it. If this makes sense, do it. Why wouldn't you do it? So, um, yeah. And let me tell you, I think that was the, the hardest part about it was I had to learn the boundary of, again, being a two, my highest need is to be loved, right? And my number one strength is empathy. And so I, that was one of the biggest moments in my life where I had to learn what it was to put myself first instead of other people's needs first, which was so hard as a chiropractor because I just wanted them to be taken care of. But in this moment, I knew that there was a potential that I could better my life and my family's lives if I did something different. And I took this radical change and went this way instead of what the path I was on. What was selling your, did you sell your practice or dissolve it? I sold it. What was that process like? Well, that was, I, I think this is where I was, I struggled the most. And let me tell you, looking back, I'm the luckiest person on earth because I made it. I hustled to find the person for my practice to buy my practice instead of just like putting it out there on the interwebs and like, which now I'm like, was the internet a thing back then? I'm just kidding. It was, but uh, it feels like so long ago, but it really wasn't. Um, you know, a lot of people right now will sell their practice and they'll just put it out there and put ads out there where I hustled and I went to people in the area and I said, here's where I'm at. This is what I want to do, but I'm not going to just leave my practice to anybody. So I want to know if you want it. And I had one husband and wife couple in mind And I had also talked to two other uh, people that I knew in the area, but one couple in mind. And I just told them, and they knew Christy, they know Christy really well. And I I could tell them this is the McCann's. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. So they were, their practice was about 10 minutes from mine. And um, I went to them and I said, here's where I'm at. This is what I want to do. Do you want to, do you want to buy my practice? And so after lots of talks with them too, because I knew they would take care of people the same way I took care of them. And so after lots of talks with them, that's who ended up buying my practice. Now they bought my patient files, if you will. And I dissolved the rest of the, you know, as far as the building and equipment and whatever, but they, I just transferred all of my people over to their office, which was only 10 minutes away. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, this whole this whole thing, even going back to you being in college and being like, Oh, I don't want to be a vet. I want to be a chiropractor. Like there's this like golden halo that just like seem as you tell your story, that it's just like, you can just see like these little angels, like guiding and like working things out really nice. And I'm sure, I'm sure it felt so much messier at the time. Like, do you look back on your story? And like, when you listen to this, go like, huh, kind of sounds like it was easy, but I, I doubt it was no I remember I remember multiple times but one time in particular sitting in my driveway at home talking to a friend about all the things and just hyperventilating bawling because it was so hard to make these decisions and it was so hard to know like is this going to fall in the right place and if it doesn't fall in the right place then what do we do and my husband had a job in Milwaukee if we move up to West Bend what is that going to look like and we have kids and now we're moving away from my family. And, you know, so there, there was a lot of big decisions, but I think Jeff, my husband and I just had to kind of keep our eye on the vision of like, there's a reason why we're doing this and this is what it looks like in the long run. And so we just had to keep our eye on that and just keep going, but it wasn't easy. It sounds easy now because you're like, Oh, that fell into place nice. And that fell into place nice. Well, isn't that everything? Like, isn't that like when you, can look back and go and you're telling a story and then you're like, and then like coincidentally, like I got an email. And so, and it's just like, God is funny, funny ways where when we're in it, it just feels so messy. But like you look back and you're like, wow, how many things blew up this year 
that even in 2021, like even barely past it, people are going to go, thank God that happened. Because if it wouldn't have, I'd still be doing X, Y, or Z, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so, uh, any regrets at all? No, not a one. I get asked that a lot. I get asked that a lot by my friends who are not chiropractors that like have been friends of mine for since I was a kid, you know, maybe, mm-hmm. and they saw the process and didn't maybe really understand it. Cause they're not in the Cairo bubble. Um, I get that asked a lot and I have never once said, yeah, well, you know, I'm just, I wish that no, never, not a one, not one regret. How important, and this is going to be hard because we know Christy's going to listen to the episode. Um, <laughs> how important do you think it was for your and Christy's vision to be in alignment, personalities to be in alignment, like your work ethics to be in alignment? Like, could it have worked if you guys were super different? Do you think you'd be as happy? I mean, I guess um, as you wouldn't be happy as happy, but like, could that still yeah. work? I don't know. I, that is a really hard question because we do just fit really good together. Like we're very different and we'll, we're, we'll both tell you that she's very introverted and I'm not. And she's very like head in the game all the time. And I'm not, and not in a bad way. Like I'm more of like, I want to be out there taking care of people. And she's like, let's figure out how to do the business. Like, so in one aspect of it, because our personalities are so different, she grounds me in some ways and I ground her in some ways. And so I think it's really worked for us. But the biggest thing is we know what we want to create for our community and we know what we want to create for River Shores. Um, And we know what we want to create for our own personal selves. I know what I want for myself and she knows what I want and Mm -hmm. I know what she wants and she knows what she wants. And so I think, I think that's the biggest thing about being in, in an associateship is it has to be a team right? Like, and so both sides have to go into it is, is a team, not just the owner, yep. and the, you know, you both have to go into it as a team. And I always tell people who are wanting to associate, no matter how long you feel that you're going to associate, whether it's like, a, I'm just going to do this as a stepping stone out of school, or if you feel like this is my career path, you have to go into it feeling like this place that you're going to call home has to be part of your self too. Like it has to be your baby too. Mm -hmm. And I know as an entrepreneur, you know, and I know Christy has said this a lot, like this is my River Shores is her number one baby. And, and I totally get that because I've been there and I know that cafe of life was my baby, you know, and I did all the things to nurture it and grow it. But as an associate, I don't feel any less about River Shores than I felt about cafe of life. Right. And that's important. It's so important because if I ever had a, a feeling of that I'm going to walk into this practice and it's not really my practice. Mm -hmm. And so do I really need to give as much of a shit about it as I did my other practice? Do you know what I mean? Like, yep. I walk into it. It Your work wouldn't feel purposeful because you, yeah. Yeah. And I like, you know, you talking about it being, it's a team, not an employer employee. And so just like, hold on, I'm going to make like a football reference here. (laughs) You know, you could have like a running back and a quarterback and they can have really different personalities and they can have different times a day and different drills and all, they can have completely different styles of work, but their mission is to win games. And like, so as long as your mission and vision are in alignment, you know, that because one of the questions I was going to ask you is like, well, what happens if you like really feel like I want to go to closed room adjusting Mm -hmm. and Christy wanted to do completely open, you know, like how would that work? And as long as you have a united vision, you can really be kind of unemotional about like, well, I'm the boss. So this is what we're going to do. And you're like, damn it. This is why, you know, like you can be like, okay, what, how do we, what is going to be best for the patients? And you can come to this decision together where it's not necessarily that she won because she was the boss and you lost because you were on her payroll. It was like, no, we made this decision together, even though we came from different spots. Right. And we agreed because our vision and mission of serving people is the same. Right. Oh, you're absolutely right. 
And I think that's part of it too, is on both sides of it to get past the, we eat our young associate stereotype. I think we all have to drop a lot of ego and, and look at come from it in a team workplace of how can we serve our communities better? And we can serve our communities better by having these a group of wonderful team members in like a rocking practice that we can take care of more people mm-hmm. and we can love on people in a different way, in a deeper way, instead of it feeling like, oh, you have to stay in your corner over here and I'm going to stay in my corner over here because our egos are too, you know, we have to keep our pride, you know, at bay where together we can do more yep. and it's so much more powerful. And, you know, and coming from somebody who'd never had a team to somebody that has a full staffed team and does a lot of things that for me that I don't have, like, I don't have to answer the phone anymore. Do I still sometimes? Yes. And my husband <laughs> does hates when I answer the phone. I was just going to say, I was literally like, I'll be like sitting there, which I'm sure they also hate where like, just sometimes they'll like go to the bathroom and I don't have patience and I just sit down and in their chair and they just politely stand there and then the phone rings and they're just like, oh my God, get away, yep. get away from the desk, Lauren. <laughs> And I was just going to say that I do still answer the phone. Sometimes I can schedule anybody, but a lot of times like, um, can I put you on hold, please? I will get Ashley for that. (laughs) How do I put them on hold? hundred (laughs) percent. So going from someone that has been the person that has done all the things to somebody that I don't have to, I have a team that we support each other and we can do, you know, we do it all together. Let me tell you, having a team, there's nothing like it. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like walking into a place that, not only do you love the people you work with, but you know that they are pushing for the exact same thing you are. And like you walk out of there like, dang, we made a difference today and we did it together. It wasn't me and it wasn't just Christy and it wasn't just Ashley or RCA. We did it together as a team. And that support is completely invaluable. And so if I could teach anything or if I could tell anybody or convince anybody of like, looking at an associateship in a different way. It's that it's a, the level of play with a team is unbounded. It's a very beautiful, I love it. I want, and I believe that through conversations like this, through examples like you, um, that I I really feel like we're going to change things. I really do. Super cute and naive of me, but like it, it's going to happen. Women, women will demand it. Women will demand right. examples of like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. Show me something different. And right. so, you are delightful. I would like quarantine to be over, so it's more socially acceptable to come together. So, um, well, thank you so much, Dr. Andrea. Um, tell people your Instagram so they can follow you and all your adventures. And oh my gosh, I don't know if you want to follow me on Instagram. I don't really put much on there. But kids it's, are on there. It's, uh, my kids. If you want to see all of my cho- my two children who are the cutest things in the world. Um, okay. Well, but no, really it's more about how can people, how can somebody reach out to you? Would you prefer yeah. they reach out to you on email or like if somebody's like, oh, I, this episode kind of like stirred something up for sure. me. And I would love to pick your brain on a couple things. How do you want people to reach yeah, out? Yeah, you can send me a message on Instagram. I'm on it all the time. It's Dr. Dre Lang. Okay. That's, that's my handle. Cause Dr. I'm Dr. Dre. Did you make back when Dre was still, no, was Instagram even a thing? No, it wasn't. But my whole life, my friends have called me Dre my entire life. If you ask Christy, Christy rarely calls me Andrea. It's always Dre. But my whole life, it's from a kid on, it's always been Dre. And so then when I got a doctorate, Dr. Dre just became a thing and I'm, I don't hate it. So All the kids listening, if you don't know who Dr. Dre is, oh, did we just improve your day? If you are driving, if you are running, when this episode ends, Go to Spotify or Apple Music. You got to listen to Dre. Don't forget about Dre. <laughs> Don't forget about Dre. Ah, gosh, I love it. All right. Well, thank you for spending your Friday with me. I appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. And I look forward to seeing you very, very soon. We're both in Wisconsin, but so yep. far. So close. So close, but so far. So, so close. All right, she slayers. Um, I hope that I don't know. I hope that whether you are an associate, this like validated that like hell yeah, that's a 
great option in life. If you're an associateship and you're like, oh, that's not my story. Well, maybe you need to look for a different job. Um, or if you are owning your own and you're kind of like, huh, I'm kind of lonely. And what would that look like? Um, you know, I believe that the first step is just putting it out there and like opening your mind to like, huh, that's interesting. And I feel like, you know, things will kind of happen from there, but the first step is being open to it. So reach out to Dr. Andrea or Dr. Dre if you, um, you know, if you have questions for her and um, reach out to me if you have questions about about working uh, if you would like to come be on my dream team reach out to me so um until next week she slayers bye hey she slayers are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love sked has exactly what you're looking for they will automate all your appointment reminders missed appointment reminders reactivation campaigns allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait.